I'd say uh, most countries five, ten years away. Hammer Industries, 20. I'd like to point out that that test pilot survived. I think we're done is the point that he's making. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason. The point is, uh, you're welcome, For I what? guess. Because I'm your nuclear deterrent. It's working. We're safe. America is secure. You want my property? You can't have it. But I did you a big favor. I have successfully privatized world peace. What more do you want? For now. I tried to play ball with these ass clowns. F you, Mr. Stark. F you, buddy. We're adjourned. We're adjourned for the day. Okay. You've been a delight. My bond is with the people, and I will serve this great nation at the pleasure of myself. The one thing I've proven is that you can count on me to pleasure myself. He's hurt. Third and long, Prescott runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5, diving to the run. A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. It must be nice. It must be nice. To have Washington on your side. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Welcome back. It's the Zero to 100 podcast. No, it's been a while, but a lot has gone on. Uh, in fact, I am doing this is the first episode that I am doing from my new location, <laughs> which is why I'm doing the episode. This is episode 47 buying a house. Me and my wife actually last week we had completed our purchase, which had been uh, long in the works. We actually had started this. Uh, process we found this house back in February of this year so um, it was in the midst of being renovated and uh, it's just a whole ordeal that I will get into uh, in further detail uh, on the closing process itself later in this episode but in this episode I am actually joined by frequent guests and friend uh, Christina of uh, Crystal Photography, and uh, she actually just uh, closed on a house herself. Uh, she moved into her house. In fact, like our closing date was supposed to be at the same time, uh, but hers went through and mine did not. And uh, we, we kind of get into it. In fact, because when we have our uh, the discussion we had, I hadn't even closed on the house when I recorded the uh, conversation that we had. So uh, we get into uh, just her experience in terms of uh, buying a house, also selling her old house, um, that whole experience and um, you know that whole process and some tips that she, she gives as a, a second time home buyer now 
uh, and the lessons she learned from the first time to the second time. I've already learned a considerable amount uh, just from this first purchase. Uh, also in this episode, I am joined by my brother, Corey, who uh, jumps on and helps me with my summer uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe re-reviews. Um, and uh, we discuss Iron Man 2, which is why the show opened with that clip, which was probably one of the best scenes in the movie when uh, Tony searched before the Senate. It was That was always a hilarious scene to me and one of my favorites. So uh, we get into that, but also we talk about some other summer movies that have been coming out because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19, movie theaters have been shut down. So there really aren't a lot of summer blockbusters out, but now you have Netflix and Disney Plus and all these other streaming services. So there were some some uh, movies that we watched that we, we briefly talk about. And we'll probably have, in fact, I'll probably have like a more in-depth review of those movies or some other movies that I've watched during the summer uh, later. Like <laughs> me and my wife watched, uh, <laughs> we watched a, a Netflix movie. I'm laughing because the movie was hysterically bad to me. Uh, Fatal Affair. And it was very funny. I don't think it was intended to be funny, but if uh, it, w- it was a comedy in my opinion. So yeah, so even though there aren't the traditional summer movies that we've experienced, like going to the theaters, we do have stuff to watch and uh, I will get into the, some of that uh, in future episodes. Um, but without further ado, this is my uh, conversation I had with my very good friend Christina, and we talk about the home buying process. You're listening to the Zero to One Hundred podcast, episode forty-seven, buying a house. So this is the Zero to One Hundred podcast, and I have my frequent uh, guest and friend Christina joining me tonight. What's up, Chris? So, all right, I wanted to have you on because I am currently going through the home buying process, and I know that you just completed purchasing your second home, so I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit and sure. uh, get your experience uh, in regards to buying a home. So, I, I wanted to say, how has it been? How's your experience been in buying your your second home um it was interesting i think um you know the first time i did it i was completely alone and i had no idea what i was doing this time you know um i wasn't alone financially or you know doing it with someone you know my partner who i trust and then, you know, I actually had a realtor that I liked and I trusted because my first one I didn't like uh, that much. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah, so I felt much better about it. Um, the overall experience was much better on um, buying this house than it was buying my first house. Um, I actually feel more confident with this mm-hmm. house. But I think, you know, again, it goes back to, you know, when I bought my first house, it was that my first house that I had no idea zero zero knowledge you know it was just more like what could I afford what looks nice and what was close to the, my current my job at the time because I didn't have a car so I needed to be close by and that was pretty much kind of their criteria you know mm-hmm. minus 
few things here and there, or rather, you know, adding a few things here and there. But this time, I was like, nah, I need this, 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 this. So the, the list was way more intense, way more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, much better buying experience this time around. So what would you say is the, like, I know you had more experience getting the second home than you did mm-hmm. the first one. What would you say was the biggest, like, difference? Like, what was the thing that was so much different this go-around than the first, uh, buying the first house? Because, like, I know you just talked about a few things there. Yeah. Money. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest. Money. (laughs) My significantly different then. And my budget this time around was much better. So (laughs) I I have more available options Mm -hmm. at the time. So yeah, I have more options this time around. The first, my first time, I, I, you know, I make nothing. I have nothing. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I tell people all the time, I did not really intend to buy a house. Mm-hmm. It just kind of fell in my lap. It just, it just, it just happened. And most people don't believe me when I say that, but it's true. I literally just went in there just to get information on how to do it, mm-hmm. and then what two months later i'm finding my life away it was that quick this was really so, first house. my first house yeah okay my first house mm-hmm. what would you say like um because i know you also had to sell your first home yes would you say which was easier selling your house or buying a house <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, I think the process itself, selling, is much easier because it's like, you know, like I have it, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're buying, you're kind of like waiting to see if they're going to take your offer. Yeah. You don't know. So you got to have a option number one, number two, number three, and sometimes depending on who you are, four, five, mm-hmm. six. Um, with the house is sort of like, you know, they're coming to you, you know. So they, mm-hmm. they want your house. So it's it's easier um, in that regard um, um, in terms of like negotiating. It just kind of de- that all depends on like where you're at, you know, um, how many people want your house. Um, I would say definitely selling is a little bit easier, mm-hmm. um, but it's nerve wracking too because people are coming in and they're judging your house. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, you know, when I was buying, looking at houses, you know, I'm, I'm definitely judging houses. And when people were looking at mine and I was reading some of the comments, I was trying real hard not to, like, get upset. <laughs> this is one particular comment. I was like, who is she? Let me go sell her off right now. And I'm like, don't get what personal. Was, what was the comment? What was the comment that set you off? She, she, um... She left like two comments. One was she didn't like the room sizes. And I'm like, it's freaking, it's like North Wilmington. Like, these, all these houses in this area are all the exact same size. Mm-hmm. It would take a foot or two. And then she didn't like that the um, bathroom was kind of like off the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't like that. She's like, I, I didn't like it. And I'm just like, really? Mm-hmm. You're lucky that there's a half bath. Most of these houses don't even say, have a yeah. I know. Yeah. They have one. Yep. Like, who is she? 
Why is she like? Does she not know what she's talking about? Like, That's what I was gonna say. I was like, especially in, yeah, in that area at the time when those houses was built. I know it's like you. Yeah, you lucky if you got half a bath. Years old, hundred and twenty. Okay, <laughs> like you, most of those houses have one bathroom, and mm-hmm. that's it. So I was just like, clearly she. Was, I was like, just telling my brother, she don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, did, did, so did you use the same realtor for for both for selling and buying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. What would you say has been the most frustrating part in regards to purchasing a home? Um, the market was very, very, very beyond frustrating. So where we were looking at, which is a, a claimer, um. Mm-hmm. There wasn't the inventory was not there when we started looking, which was the beginning of May. Um, <clears throat> as soon as a house came on, mm-hmm. it'd be like house had forty five thousand offers. So yeah. try and uh, try beating those offers out. You know what I mean? You're gonna have to come in pretty high. And um, you know we kept upping our budget because we were like the houses we really liked. They had all those houses had multiple offers. Now, this current house that I just take, took you on a tour, this was our third house that we made an offer. And we had to up it. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult. That was, that call was really difficult. I would send my realtor a list, like 10, 15 homes of, of houses that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. and should come back. Sold, 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 sold. Out of the 15, I may get two. Yeah. Two. I, so just I'm, like, for, for, <clears throat> I'm sorry. I know for me and Chalet, like when we started, I think we, like the very, I think it was the first house we looked at. Like, cause we, you know, we got our realtor and then we actually were looking at houses and then there was an open house for this house that was uh, not far from our apartment. And, um, you know, we went and saw it by ourselves before we even had the realtor. And we were just like, you know, blown away by it. In fact, I think I said, I showed you the pictures of it. And yeah. it was the, um, I, I even told you I went to sin. So I was like, <laughs> it was, so it was like, I, I remember like when we first put the first offer on it, like we knew like when we had the open house, we knew we were going to have a lot of competition, especially because the amount that they listed at, was under what we thought it was worth because we were like, oh, what, what's this? But it was like being a first-time home buyer. It's like I know what you mean by like feeling like you don't know anything because when we're talking to the realtor and he would say, oh, make this offer, and it's like so we were think we didn't realize like you know we didn't realize like how much we was gonna have to go up in terms of what it was and, and we would have done so because like the house ended up selling and then when we saw what it sold for we was like oh we could have did that like you know i wish we had offered this yeah. and it, you know it wasn't until like i spoke to my dad about it he was saying oh what you always do is you put one offer and then you tell your realtor to always go up by like five thousand and then you tell them this right. is your max like this is the highest you'll right. go and um and so, also too did, did he give you comps for all the houses that were going on in the area? He gave us, like, in fact, because when we did our initial offer, he, t- he he had told us he had looked uh, looked up the neighborhood and uh, there was a comp um, to it that was like, we went about 
I want to say it was like two or three thousand over what the closest comp was. Uh, mm-hmm. So we thought we were in good shape. And then he came back and was like, oh, they, you know, they said that you need to up it more. And I wish I had told him, hey, this is the farthest we'll go. Like, tell him right. we'll go as high as that. But, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like you live and learn. Like, it's like the whole process Absolutely. itself. Absolutely. I mean, everything that I learned from buying my first house, I applied it here. And even in buying this house, I learned some more stuff. So I'm definitely going to use all of that knowledge mm-hmm. and move it to the next house. I mean, there's always something that, that you're going to learn. And there's something, there's always an obstacle, I feel like, that you're always going to have to to overcome, right? Because she's like, it's not possible for you to know every single thing. Because there's yeah. certain situations that happens with this house didn't happen with the next house. And I have to figure it out, right? So, mm-hmm. would you say, like, I know you said earlier, like, when you got your first house, it was like it just fell in your lap kind of thing. Would mm-hmm. you say the process of obtaining your mortgage for the first house was smoother than the second go round, or was it like equally as frustrating or difficult? Um, that's kind of hard to say, only because you and I are purchasing a house during the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic. So it's hard to judge what buying a house would have been like had yeah, we not that's true. in a pandemic this this go around. So it's, it's kind of hard. I want to say it was a little bit harder because it, uh, you know, I had to give them more information mm-hmm. about my in terms of like am I still employed and stuff like that and everything that I was trying to supply to them or everything that they wanted Mm -hmm. I couldn't because it went against my company's uh, policy and so like I you know it was just that part I would say was very very stressing Mm -hmm. and I told my realtor like I'm about to physically punch this lady in her face to stop it I can totally relate. Like, I can totally, like, that, I guess that's been the most frustrating part uh, to me because, like, you know, we were supposed, it's funny because, like, you know, when we were talking, we had the same closing date initially on the house that we were, uh, that we did end up buying. And, like, you, like, I know you guys hit it for uh, your house, and then me and Schley, it's going, first date came and going. Second date yeah. came, going. Third date yeah. came, going. And so now it's like we're coming up on the the you know fifth date that we we have, and we're thinking like, okay, I think it's gonna happen. But it's like today, yeah. I, I was telling you earlier, like when we yeah. were speaking before, like I was telling you the story of how today was the final straw, and I just kind of snapped because. I was like, I have, like, I've worked customer service for so long and I get it, especially yeah. like from when you're like working for a financial company or anything like that. So I get it. I understand how frustrated money and all that stuff can be. But it's like I was telling Chalet today, I said, look, I get it. I understand I'm not their only client and that's not what yeah. I'm trying to be treated as such. But at the same time, it's like, when they give you hoop after hoop after hoop and then you providing all this stuff. And then I like the thing that frustrated me the most today 
was just the fact that I had spoke to this loan officer like all through the weekend. Like I spoke to her Thursday, I spoke to her Friday, I spoke to her Saturday, and I spoke to her Sunday. And then it's like today it came where I called her just to make sure everything was straight. And then they go, oh, we need one more thing from your wife's job. And I'm like, but you ain't tell me that Thursday. You ain't tell right. me that, like you ain't tell me that none of those days. And if I didn't call you, it wouldn't happen. So it's like I just ended up snapping. And it was funny because Shalee came home and she heard me snapping. And I'm proud of myself because I didn't curse her out. Like ordinarily I end up cursing somebody else. But I was like, <laughs> I was very forceful. Like I was like, I just want to talk to your manager. I don't want to talk to nobody else. I just want to talk to your man. I was pulling a Karen. I was like, I told <laughs> I told you, I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like I'm, I'm being a straight, like I'm being a straight care or, or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna talk to the manager. I don't even care. <laughs> and it's hard because you, at the same time, you can you can see it from their predicament, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they want all this extra stuff because there's a pandemic going around. Yeah. People are losing their jobs left and right, so it's like I I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to need you to get this together. Yes, like, yes. there should be, there should be a flow of how, yes. give me this, 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 and just say, okay, right now we're good. I may need some more. I will let you know, depending on my results. You know, it's just a way to communicate these exactly. things. And it's, the communication is like subpar at best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, that's, like, yeah. I, I think I was telling you, like, you know, she wanted me to do all these things. And I was like, my company does not do that. And she wanted me to do all this stuff. And I'm like, let me talk to you in your language. My <laughs> company does not do that. That's <laughs> my company does not do that. Do you not realize? Exactly. Like, well, we can't close. And I'm just like, which, actually, like, we can't close. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you, but we're going to close. That's gonna a, I guess that's the thing that, that's the frustrating thing about it. Because it's like, you, you tell them certain things like you provide stuff like I, and then it's like it's like you said the communication is off like i don't know how many like officers you had to deal with but it's like i had to like the mortgage company that we're going through now this is the third loan officer that i'm dealing with and i'm just like and i was telling like i was telling Shalay today i was like the first dude we had like or i, I mean even when it, like going back to when the process started we had to get a whole another bank because the seller that we were dealing with was dragging their feet so long with stuff that we ended up losing, like our pre-approval expired with the first bank and we had to go through the whole process again. So I was just like, you know, ended up going with another company and I almost was like, I'm sitting there, it's like hindsight is 2020. Cause you're like, oh, I know this rate is better, but I like, God, I wish we had stuck with the other people before because this one right here is driving me crazy. But you know, it's like it's like you said, I don't know if it's because of COVID that's going on, but it's like, you know, because I remember talking to my dad about it. And he was just like, it's nothing new to you. He was like, when I bought our second house, I remember we had to turn in all this stuff and do all this stuff. And, and you know, so it, it's nothing new. You're not going through nothing different. But it, it's like I was telling Shalay today, I said, I'm just, I'm over it. I, was like, I can't take it. I was like, it's like... It's driving crazy. Like, oh, hey, we need this. We need that. Oh, I need you to slit your wrist. Let me get a quarter of blood. 
Let me get the. Yes, I want your firstborn. Yes, I don't. And your... I need, I need the bones of your ancestors. So, yes. But not just any ancestors. The one in Africa. So you need to go over there, go dig them up, bring them back. Exactly. Here. Yes. It's like, it's like, oh, I need a tissue sample. Oh, let me get in your nose, scrape your brain for coke. Let me check this. Let me do that. I was like, man, I was like, I'm over it. I was like, I can't do this. It's driving me so crazy. But it is. it's it's like I, I think we're finally I think we're finally done or we're on the same page. So that's the first part of my conversation uh with Christina um and where we wrapped up at. Uh we did finally close my wife and I on our house and even that experience was a uh, um like the closing day itself was crazy and that, that experience in fact um, I, I'm going to have my wife on, um, in the next episode and we'll go, I'll, I'll go into detail actually of what took place with the actual closing. But up next is the second part of the Marvel Cinematic Summer, uh, movie re-review. Uh, last episode I did Iron Man, this episode, um, I'm doing Iron Man 2 and I'm joined by my brother Corey, um, and he shares his thoughts on it and we kind of also um you know get into some other summer movies as well but that's going to be saved for the later part you're listening to the zero to 100 podcast so this is the zero to 100 podcast and i'm joined by my brother Corey. what's up hey what's up so you're going to participate this week in my uh summer viewing series where i'm re where we're revisiting the marvel cinematic universe i already did iron man in the last episode so i wanted to talk about iron man 2 and i i went back and watched it again just to refresh my memory so first question i have for you does it still hold up it i mean it's um i guess like if i'm like judging it based on when it came out or whatever it's good but then the second time around, I was kind of like, Whiplash, I don't really understand his motivation or his yeah. plan or whatever. And um, he he just seemed kind of whack or didn't Incredibly whack. I was just going to say, the funny thing is, when I, I remember when I first saw it, I loved it. And in fact, I felt like yeah. I loved it more than the first one. But upon re-watching it, like I, I still think it was good, but the villain Whiplash in particular was incredibly garbage, and I, I was just like, upon watching it, I was like, I was like, this dude is whack. Upon watching it, yeah, like I, I, I remember like watching the first one again, and I was like, oh, this was kind of better than I remember. Um, particularly like the villain Obadiah Stane or whatever like mm-hmm. it was, I think Jeff Bridges did a good job with that like kind of um showing how he was like you know like plotting against Iron Man or whatever where it was like you know if, if you hadn't if you didn't have any idea about um the Iron Man story and Obadiah mm-hmm. Stane like watching that movie like that turn would have been um you know even more like effective mm-hmm. but I, I thought it was uh yeah, the first one, I think, does hold up better than the, the second one. We watch. 
Because I guess, you know, the, the other thing is watching it, I, and I remember liking Sam Rockwell's Justin Hammer, but I liked him mm-hmm. even more so, like, this go-around, because it was like he was just, like, a wannabe Tony Stark. Like, he wanted mm-hmm. to be Tony Stark so bad. And, I, I mean, I just like Sam Rockwell, period. And it almost makes me – it bums me out that you haven't seen the character other than, like, yeah. it was, like, a, 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 a small short that he was a part of, it almost makes you like, oh, I wish they'd bring him back. I wish they'd bring that character back because mm-hmm. I thought he was cool or I thought it was it was he was a good character. Um Yeah, it was funny. How did you feel about the the action in this one? It was okay, I guess. I mean, um like it, it, it the last fight or or the you know the fight with all the suits or whatever, that part mm-hmm. was kinda cool. Um, and, but, you know, it, it was, it, it was decent action, I would say. I felt like it, it, it was like, it, again, it highlighted to me how whack Whiplash was. Cause it was like mm-hmm. the first fight I thought was decent, even though it was really short when you look back on it. But mm-hmm. I felt like it was a different character. It was a different skill set. And then when it got to the end, it wasn't anything different. It was just like, oh, I'm in a big suit. And here's, like, it's the exact same thing as your suit, except for it's bigger. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, that was a little disappointing to me. Um, But I I would say, yeah, fighting the, um, like, the fight between the the other, uh, like, the other armored, Armored drones or whatever that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I f- I wish they kind of embraced the demon in a bottle story more, because like they just kind of skimmed over it. Like they they used elements of the demon in a bottle story, um, where mm-hmm. you know Iron Man was dealing with his alcoholism, but this they changed it to where oh he's dying and so he's acting crazy and reckless because he's dying like. I thought the fight between him and War Machine, the first go round, was 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 decent, but it also annoyed me because it was like he just let this dude take his suit, and I thought that was bullcrap. Because I was like, "How are you just gonna take the suit? Like you shouldn't be able to take." It's almost like what Nick Fury was saying to him, like, "Oh, your little brother coming here, kick your a and take your suit." Like, yeah, that's some <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. It was like how, he, he shouldn't have been able to operate that better than Tony, even if yes. Tony was impaired or, or whatever, you know. Exactly. Uh, I thought the same yeah, I guess thing. I, but yeah, I guess they always do that, kind of like make a, a hero weaker in some moment to make it mm-hmm. more challenging or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I guess what I remember, uh, I can't remember exactly where we had Iron Man 2 ranked. Like, I want to go back. In fact, like, when I'm, when we're done going through all these, I'll probably go back and, and see if we can re-rank the, um, the Marvel movies. Cause I remember, but I can't remember where we had it. I felt like yeah. we had it. Yeah. I don't remember either. I'm, I'm thinking I probably had it somewhere like in the middle of the pack because mm-hmm. I didn't, Dislike it, but I, I didn't um, love it all that much. So it was, I, I, yeah, we, I don't have to go back and listen, but I probably had it somewhere in the middle of the pack. 
Yeah, it it definitely. I think it'll be lower the next go round that I do it though. But I appreciate you uh, jumping on and re-reviewing Iron Man Two with me. So that was the re-review of uh, Iron Man Two by myself and my brother Corey. And I went back and I found out that we did we had it ranked eighteenth uh, in ter- out of the twenty two. Um, Marvel movies up until that point, like because uh, we did it uh, right after Endgame, so it was only 22 movies. And uh, uh, Iron Man 2 came in at 18, which I, I've after re watching it, I don't know if I would move it down per se. I know it definitely deserves to be lower than the movie that it ranked ahead of, which was. Captain America, the first Avenger, which is insane to me that that was ranked that low on our rankings. But, um, the, the Corey is going to be back. The, the rest of the conversation I have with my brother Corey, because we actually talk about some other summer movies that we've watched, uh, whether it be on, um, Netflix or Disney plus, um, now this is the second half of my, in the conclusion of my conversation I had with my friend, Christina, is we were talking about uh, buying a house and her experience from um, purchasing to selling her house as well. You're listening to the Zero to 100 podcast. But let me ask you this, especially in terms of how, like, how did you feel about the way your seller operated? Like when you were buying this second home, like how did you feel about the seller? Like, um... He was a flipper, so I, I so I looked him up. So he was he was a black guy, mm-hmm. which I was very excited about. I was like, okay, yes, because you know I told you earlier, black on black on black on black mm-hmm. right now. What we trying to do? So I was like, okay, so all right, that's what's up. And then I saw that he was from Brooklyn. He went to a high school that's like literally, you know, arms, you know, is a stone mm-hmm. throw away from where I live. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be crazy. He gave my realtor a hard time. Mm-hmm. He was giving his realtor a hard time. And then so then his realtor would kind of commiserate with my realtor. And that, you know, out of confidence, she would tell me certain things. And one of the things that he was, things that he would complain about was, were like dumb little things. Mm-hmm. And I gathered from her that the seller, <clears throat> I guess he thought that he could have gotten a better offer. Mm-hmm. And we're like, dude, we gave you like eight grand more than what mm-hmm. you were asking for. Seriously? So, and he was like nitpicky about dumb things. Like he was nitpicky about this fireplace set that I think I showed you when I gave you the mm-hmm. the um the tour. Yeah. Like I think my realtor might have said something, and he was like, "Oh, I'm not giving that. That's mine." He's like, "Well, you put it in the seller's disclosure." And you signed it, and my client signed it, and so they're expecting it. Mm-hmm. So he got very upset about it. So I was like, well, I'm, let me see this fabulous fireplace, because maybe it's made out of gold or something. Because <laughs> he was giving her a hard time about it. He could, but it's mine. And, I, blah, 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 and I'm just like, it's a fireplace equipment, sir. You should have ta- you should have taken the time out to properly fill yeah. out the seller's disclosure, because it's like a hundred and 80 questions on that thing mm-hmm. and he was just like he just put a thing like a slash and was like no for all of it instead of mm-hmm. actually going through them 
I was like, that's what you get for being sloppy. Yeah. But I, I, from what I gather, you know, long story short, from what I gather, he just nitpicked about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, although there were other things that I thought that he was going to have a problem with, and he didn't. When we came back with our inspector's list of things to fix in the house, he pretty much did almost every single one, except for like two. Okay. So which is that bad. I mean, so we were very pleased about that, but apparently he had an attitude and um, <clears throat> he had a problem because, um, you know, when you, you, you have to make that initial deposit, mm-hmm. when you first, when you like a house, whatever, after you sign your cell yeah, the, um, and then they sell, said, I think like a thousand dollars deposit, whatever. Yeah, it it's like, um, <clears throat> God, I can't remember the name of it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It goes into like an escrow account. Um, right. Yeah. So I so we gave we gave that to him maybe the following day after, mm-hmm. and because of our uh, you know our realtor called us and she was like okay you got to give us the, the deposit da, 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 da. and we were already in the car we we're like uh okay we literally just made a U turn went straight to the bank got the check and then she met us later that day we gave it to her she dropped it off in his office that day so like the next day they had the check. He was flipping about, about about that. Oh, they haven't given that check. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, what are you talking about? We gave the check the mm-hmm. next day. Like, I'm going to need you to calm down. See, mm-hmm. like, it's very, like, you know, you try to be civilized to certain people, but then, you know, like, they just bring the ghetto out of you. So, mm-hmm. of course, out of confidence, she's, like, telling me this. And I'm like, do you want me to handle it? Because you know how I am. I'm always, like, ready for the fight. I'm a mama bear. I'm like, I'll tell them all. Do you want me to tell them all? Sir? I got you. She's like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I got it, but just like little things like that, and he just was, you know, complaining about it. Just like, oh, but I mean, at the same time, considering considering what you told me about your seller, my seller is angelic compared to what you were yeah. telling me. Yeah, I mean, and it's the the crazy thing is, especially like with our seller, because you know, it's like I I said you you know, me and Shalee weren't super happy with our realtor because we just didn't feel like yeah he was going to bat for us but it's like i was sitting there like i was trying to put a percentage on it. i was like well is it really his fault or is it really like the seller that we're dealing with and i was like i put it more on the seller that we're dealing with because he could only do so much so i was like i, I put like right. the blame like 70 30 like I definitely agree with you like you need to like for anybody that's buying a home like you need <laughs> to have a realtor that you trust that you feel like is going to war for you and that was the thing because like even when i was talking to you about your experience with your realtor i remember i was telling shalaya shalaya was like that's not our realtor like that's not how like i don't have that same feel like they going to war for you like that so I'll, yeah but the seller for sure is just like it's it's and and even more so it's like i wouldn't even say it's just the seller i would also say it's the seller's agent because, like, for example, we were supposed to go through the walkthrough last week on Friday. And, you know, I called uh, my realtor and said, hey, you know, are we still set for the walkthrough? He's like, uh, you know, I spoke to their agent. They said, can we do it on Saturday? And me and Shalay was like, no, we can't do it on Saturday. That's our Sabbath. And we, you know, doing too much stuff on, on that day. Like, we got church and we do another stuff. We're going to see our mom. We're like, no, we can't yeah. do Saturday. And um, we are like, how about Sunday and he was like you know I'll let him know and so like Friday came and 
like she was supposed to contact them and let them know when we were good. And so we went through Friday. We didn't see it. We were like, all right, fine. We know we're not going to see it on Saturday. It's no big deal. So when we went to go see it, we were supposed to see it on Sunday at noon. And we went to uh, get like a, a measuring tape so we can measure stuff. He calls me and is like, hey, I'm at the house. Don't even bother coming over here. You know, the second lock is on the door. Because uh, the, the door that they have is just a code. Like You put a code in, you can come in. And he was like, and I, I checked the lockbox and the key is going. I'm trying to get a hold of the agent. She's not answering, so don't even bother coming over. So Sunday came and went. We didn't get to get in there. I had texted him this morning, and I said, hey, did you hear anything? He was like, haven't heard anything yet. I'm still trying to get a hold of her. And I was like, what the? Like, what's, like, so I asked him, I said, is there a reason why the seller is delaying? And he was like, well, I don't think it's the seller. I think it's the agent. Like, and I'm just like, so now I'm getting real frustrated. And then he, he that's a possibility too. There's a lot of people like there's a lot of people in between. You, know, yeah. you have your little man, the seller has their yes. little man. Yep. So it's just And so you know, he he was like he, he texted me tonight and he said, Finally heard from the agent. She emailed me, said something was wrong with her phone. I'm like, come on now like what the oh like, this is the 21st so century like exactly i'm like this is the 21st century that's some bs like most yeah. like if if you don't have like an office phone you got a cell phone or if you ain't got a cell phone you got off phone or you got you can borrow somebody's phone especially if you're a real estate agent like you i figure you the, the phone is glued to your hip so if you ain't got a phone it's something wrong and so he was just like my realtor always works from her car she's just like i think we would go to your house and I was like, are you going to pull off? She goes, no, I'm doing some work right here. I got a call I got to make and send mm-hmm. some emails out. She'll work right in her car. Yeah. It's just like, so it's just, it, it's been, it's, it's like, it's, it's like I was telling my dad. In fact, I, I was so frustrated on Sunday. I remember I called my dad and I said to him, I was like, is it like, I was like, what if you just keep, you know, I was like, what if all this stuff keeps happening? I'm like, is God trying to tell me? Don't buy this house. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's just so like every time I'm thinking, okay, we're done, we're done, and then it's yeah. like it's one thing it's after like, another. You get two steps forward and twenty back. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, I, w- I would, I would, I would like, yo, maybe that's God telling me like to fall back, but it's hard because you already put money down, yeah. so you yeah. lose, you lose that money. Exactly. So, and so it's, it's, it's hard. But I mean, I I think we're I think we're gonna be done this week. I think so. You know, in fact, I'm claiming it. I'm gonna say we're gonna be done this week. That's right. Put it out there in the universe. Put it out there in the universe. <laughs> yeah, we gonna be done with this house. Yes, because I was so disappointed when you didn't close on the thirty. Because I was like, oh my gosh, we're closing on the same day. We're gonna be buyer brother and sister. I was like so excited. I was like, gonna have the same house anniversary. Yeah. I was so excited. I was fighting for our houses to be and be friends forever. It's like, <laughs> and the thing is, I guess it's like there's so much stuff that goes into it. Like you have to call these people and set stuff up and schedule things and and it, it's yeah. you know it's like like i had to call and that was a frustrating thing because like i had to tell my like i took some days off this week so i had to call my boss and be like even though i'm working from home i'm still working so i said i was like you know what i was like i thought i was gonna be off tomorrow and wednesday but no i'm i'm like i tomorrow i'm working for sure 
I was like, Wednesday, I might still need the day, but I'll let you know. She's like, oh, just let me know. I, you know, because I had to change the clothes. I had to yeah. change my office for the closing for um, my other house. Mm-hmm. It was, I was supposed to close today mm-hmm. on, my, on my old house. And then they switched it to Friday. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't exactly thrilled about it. I was just like, I want to yeah. get out of this house. I don't want the responsibility. Yeah. And these frauds are messing this up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I totally, totally can relate. How, how does, it- this, does this experience make you like, obviously, you, you, you know, you're not in the house just yet. But does it make you feel like you never ever want to buy another house again? I will. You know, it's so funny. It's like you say that because I was actually just about to ask you, like, how do you, how does it feel being a homeowner and does going through the process make you go, "This is it. I don't want to purchase any more homes." So, um, but I, I, no, we 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 know that we have talked about this, and we're mm-hmm. like, we know this is not our forever home, so we will be buying another house. Mm-hmm. I would so say. About a year in here, and then we'll buy another house. I definitely know that the house that we have is not going to be our forever house. Like this is our first house, but um, and and it's almost kind of funny though because I do feel like it's me and Shalay were saying like if we had got that first house that we were looking at, that house was so massive. We were like that almost probably would have been a forever house, like because of how it was set up, and so it kind of makes me a little bit happy we didn't get it because I don't know if I want to live in Philly forever. And so yeah. it's like, you know, I, <clears throat> I will say it, it. at one point I was like, I never want to go through this process ever again. Like, I, I'm just like, yeah. I don't care. But I feel like more optimistic about going forward, like just yeah. knowing more now. And yeah, I feel like, like knowledge yeah. is power, right? So like yeah. now you know, so I'm not going to use this realtor anymore. Yeah. Go someplace and now you like know <laughs> process and hopefully we're not in a pandemic which makes it that much worse yeah. so and then hopefully you don't have to go through the whole issue with the profit and loss bs that you had to go through nah, that was, it was so that was it was just like it, that was the thing it's just it was one thing after other it's like and you talk to one guy and I sent them a letter, like I wrote this letter saying, explaining the situation of my Lyft and Uber driving when I was doing it. And he's like, oh yeah, no, that's good. And then I like months later, cause that's the reality of it. That's what made me mad too, because you knew I needed it, but you came to me months after the fact. Like first you say, oh no, you're good. Then months after the fact, when I'm ready to get out, you're like, oh, we need this, we need that, and I'm like, I don't even know what the f you talking about. Like, I don't even know what it is that you want, yeah. and that's the frustrating thing. Like, explain it, and and so it's just yeah, the whole the whole jumping through hoops. It's like I was, <laughs> and I, I was talking to my brother Ricky a before because he was talking about his process when he was getting his house in Georgia, and he was just talking mm-hmm. about how frustrating it was, and he got so mad, and Shalay always gets mad when I tell this story. And I told it before, but I'm gonna tell it again. And he like wrote the people was like, "Oh, you guys can eat a bag of D's. And she was like, "She, she was like, "Why, Ricky?" Oh man, that's it. Yeah, he, that's his. 
That's his catchphrase. I, I don't want to sound like <laughs> I know him. Like we go back like baby straps and fire. But the few times that we have spoken does not tell me that he is the one that would send somebody a letter to just eat a bag of jeans. That was it's the funny thing. Me, I know. Cause he emailed it to the like he emailed the mortgage people and said it, and oh it was so funny to me because I was like, "Wow!" And um, but the funniest part was Shalee was like, she, "My wife is so innocent," cause she was like, "She was like bag of D's, bag bag of what Doritos," and I was. <laughs> <laughs> share that story but we she's like like she said it when she heard the podcast when we was talking about it and she goes everybody keeps laughing at me about that i was like look i'm gonna laugh forever because i don't even understand how you got to that conclusion for that she's like well she's like well i never heard bag never heard bag of this oh Oh, my god I yeah, laugh I about that. that. Yeah. I gotta tell him that. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be mad again because it's like we was in the car and heard it. She's like, you "Keep telling people." I was like, "Look, I'm sorry. It's just fu- it's too funny <laughs> to not share." It's really cute. You're so cute. So, would you say going through this process does it make you? Because, like, for example, I know a number of my friends. We talk about. Um, for black people to thrive or get better, we got to build up our economic wealth. And like a way to do that is through real estate. Do you ever like see yourself going, well, I'm going to buy a house, but I'm only buying it because I want to use it as yes. a prop- rental property. Yes. Yep. Like yep. All right. I know what you're going to ask. Yes. Because me and Lynette, we have talked about that. There's a house. There was a house. I just build it. It's, Still for sale, I believe. <clears throat> it was an investment property that we were thinking about, um, you know, getting mm-hmm. and like flipping it and fixing it and doing all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yes, flipping property is definitely on the horizon. <clears throat> we just want to work on like getting rid of her debt. Like she has yeah. student debt, and I have like credit card debt. So we mm-hmm. want to like once we get rid of that, then we'll have enough capital to do that but that's something that we definitely want to do and my friend Alan and Kareen, they do it now they have a house uh, maybe like half a mile from where I'm at currently now and um, <clears throat> they were fixing it up and I went to go see it just before COVID and they, they did an awesome job and I was like mm-hmm. I, I kind of want this you know what mm-hmm. I mean and when I talked to them last they were still debating on whether they're going to rent it out or they just kind of sell it. And I, you know, COVID happened. So I think they're just kind of sitting on it right now. Um, but yeah, definitely flipping houses for sure. Cause shoot, you look at these shows and you see how much money these people making. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and Shalai, we went through this workshop, um, about, uh, it, it was like flipping houses or even if you were, um, or doing wholesaling and because I have a friend of mine that does wholesaling, um, which is like being like the middleman in, in terms of like, you just find the properties and then you put the person who has the property in touch with a motivated buyer. And so you, you like, you don't even have to really do anything. All, only thing you're doing is like 
purchasing a contract and then that way you have the right to sell the house and then you put those two people together. So it was interesting and it's definitely something I would see myself wanting to do uh, once we, yeah. we get through it. But all right, Chris, I really appreciate you jumping on. This is always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I'm just crossing my fingers that, you know, fr Friday is your close day, right? You, yeah, that's, that's, well, actually, technically, technically is supposed to be Wednesday. So if Wednesday, we, so Wednesday is your closing day. Yeah. Wednesday is the closing day. That's yes. when it's going to happen. Friday, <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, so fingers crossed. I will keep you posted. But thanks yeah. for joining me. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. That concludes my conversation with uh, Christina. Again, I really want to thank her for jumping on and uh, sharing her experiences uh, with me. Um, we, <laughs> you know, me and my wife, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we we did close. We actually did close that Wednesday. And um, the next episode, uh, I will actually have my wife on and, and we'll go through that experience itself. Um, you know, it, it's, I, I understand like how, like the the sides of it in, in terms of, you know, the seller had their, you know, desire to close and, the, our real estate agent had, you know, wanted to get us our house and we wanted to close because we wanted to move into our house. So, you know, I, I understand the, the, the various like, uh, motivations behind it, but overall the process itself was incredibly, incredibly frustrating. And it was just, it was almost like to a point where it was like, I think my wife or somebody had asked me, it almost does it make you not want to buy a house again and it 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 came very close like i i don't like i'm very very happy that we have this house i know this probably isn't going to be our forever house in terms of like i know we'll be here for a long time though like we'll we'll be here for um at least i want to say at least 10 you know 10 years for sure maybe more than that um but i i'm very happy with our house like but the process itself to get it, it was very, very frustrating. And, um, I, I you know, I'm going to have my wife on because I, I just, like, you have to hear it in her words, what she was feeling during the closing and, and that whole experience and uh, how we felt together at that time because it was crazy the whole day itself. It was a long day. It was a crazy day. Um, but up next is... The uh, conversation I have with my brother where we get into, it's actually, we, we discussed one of the summer movies that came out in, on Disney Plus, which was Hamilton. Um, we did also do like a brief review of Netflix's The Old Guard, but I decided to save it for the next episode um, just to, you know, uh, for for timing purposes or for, for um, episode length, I decided to push that to the next episode so you have to come back and hear our thoughts on netflix's the old guard starring charlise theron um so this is um me and my brother Corey's review of hamilton and then i'll come back to wrap up the episode you're listening to the zero to 100 podcast so let's get yep, into no some of the like uh let's get into some other summer movies that uh i would say came out 
uh, uh, actually on the streaming services because since movie theaters are closed, that's where we have to go. And there was two new mm-hmm. movies that had came out over the last couple of weeks. So on 4th of July week on Disney Plus, the stage play Hamilton uh, or the Hamilton movie premiered on Disney Plus. I, they say movie, but all it really was was a recording of the uh, stage yeah. play. Did you yeah. see, happen to see the stage play before? The yeah, movie? Um, I saw the, I'm trying to remember when. It was, um, I think it was last year like in the fall or something. So actually, so it might have been fall 2018, but um, Chanel got us tickets when it came to uh, Philly. And so we saw it, uh, you know, on the, uh, I think it was a Saturday night um, in October uh, in Philly. And so, like, I remember not having seen it uh, in Chicago, a while before, and when she saw it, she told me about it, like how good it was, and we started to the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, so, like, I, we were driving down to her parents in Maryland, and, you know, we're listening to the play as it goes through, and, like, mm-hmm. we got there a little bit before the end, and it was like, I didn't want to get out of the car because I wanted to hear the rest of the play. Um, so, like, it, it had me hooked just from listening mm-hmm. to the soundtrack, and so then when I saw the play, like saw it live, it was, um, you know, it was it was just as cool or whatever. Like, I wish I could have seen the original cast live, but mm-hmm. um, even seeing a, a different cast, it was still um, really enjoyable. Oh, it's, it's interesting because I remember hearing about it and I know that me and Shelley wanted to see it, but we're like, we're never going to get to see it because... Uh, uh, you know, even before COVID, just the way it was sold out, we're like, yeah. we're never going to get to see it. But it, it's funny because I don't particularly care for musicals. And I, and, and mm-hmm. it's like the only musicals that I seem to like are the Disney movies anyway. Or uh, outside of that, I think I liked, uh, like I did like Dreamgirls. Um, i trying to think of any other musicals that I actually enjoyed. I can't think of any right now at the top of my head other than Dream Girls. I would say, mm-hmm. um, like Chicago was okay. I didn't hate Chicago. I didn't think it was as great as as maybe other people went. But the crazy thing about this was, was this was zero dialogue. And I know I always hate musicals that had zero dialogue. Like yeah. I remember watching vita in uh Spanish class and I thought it was one of the worst movies I ever seen in my life because they never talked it was always just one song to the next yeah. one song to the next. I was like this is terrible like they don't talk I can't stand it but it I guess I, I don't know if it was because they were it was hip-hop in fact I know it was because it was hip-hop because they were rapping every good rap to me tells stories anyway so for them to just use rap to tell the story, I thought was really good. And I was shocked at how much mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, the, the, uh, the even the, the non-rap songs, like I was telling Chalet, like after I watched it, that, um, that song um, by King George, uh, I think it was You'll Be Back, that thing was stuck yeah. in my head. It was so... <laughs> Oh, so, so like, I saw yeah, the song funny. was stuck in my head. I was like, 
I just keep hearing it. I was like, but it was so funny and so good and entertaining. I loved it every time he came out and did something. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, the funny thing is, I feel like there's less rep in it than you think. Actually, like if you go back and, and yeah. think, think about all the songs and stuff. So, I mean, I guess it's like um, rap and R and B or whatever. Yeah, uh, a lot of this stuff. But, but yeah. Um, so it was. It was a King George one of your favorite song. Yeah, I, I want, What's your favorite song? I think that was definitely probably my favorite. I think the second one would be Washington's on your side. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Uh, Satisfaction was really good, and um, I got the uh, Hamilton mixtape uh, remix soundtrack that has like mm-hmm. you know got like uh, Usher singing. Um, yeah, you know Usher singing some songs, what? and yeah, and and Sia and Miguel and Queen Latifah singing Satisfaction, and that was really good. Um, and I think Wiz Khalifa did Washington's on your side, which I actually <laughs> like. So, it, but yeah, it's it's good. It's it, I, yeah, I, I listened to the mixtape. I think I listened to it once or twice. I would have to go back and listen to it again. I guess I just prefer the the original songs, most of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's funny because I de- uh, they had one song, and I can't remember the song now, but Nas was on it. and uh, But I feel like it was... Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I think it's called The Hurricane because you talked about writing this way out. Yeah, yeah. At least in the in Hamilton, it's called The Hurricane. Because yeah. you talked about writing, writing his way out. Yeah. The, the yep. And um, so it was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I would. What would you say about people that are critical of it because it glosses over? It kind of glossed over Hamilton's history because he did own slaves and he was a participant in the slave trade. And they, the, you know, kind of sets him up as like, oh, he was fighting to abolish slavery, but. You know, maybe he did want it like that was part of his ideals, but we know that the founding fathers. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't know about like it's funny because it's like I would have to go back and read more because I feel like I guess people are more critical about um, George Washington's mm-hmm. slave owning and stuff getting glossed over and how he was just like a, a terrible um, like he did all types of stuff like he you know. Uh, hunted uh, escaped slaves and, um, you know, did all this stuff to finate, to uh, bypass uh, laws so that he could uh, maintain his slaves. Mm-hmm. There, I, was, I can't remember what podcast I was into, but they said basically, like, in Pennsylvania, they made this rule where uh, slaves over the age of, or at, you know, once they turned 28, after six months, you had to release them. So George Washington, like every six months or so, or, or just before six months, would take his slaves south of the um, Mason-Dixon line and then bring them back so that it was like they were new slaves or whatever, uh, just to, uh, you know, get a, uh, go through that loophole of having to release his slaves. And so um, <clears throat> is, is, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's like you can look at it and, and say they glossed over it, but it's also kind of like um, it's just one piece of the story. Mm-hmm. Is there even things in Hamilton that aren't true or whatever? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he never had 
this relationship with his sister-in-law or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, the sister-in-law wasn't like Philip Schuyler, because I, I read some things about it, like Philip Schuyler did have sons, so it was like she wasn't, you know, or mm -hmm. he wasn't dependent on her marrying mm -hmm. a rich husband and all this and that type stuff. And Hamilton had a bunch more kids than the boy that, mm -hmm. that, that died. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, there's stuff in the play that's uh, not historically accurate. So the fact that they didn't spend a lot of time talking about um, – you know, the slavery and stuff. I feel like this yeah. was all about the Revolutionary War and the building of the country then. And so yeah. it was just like, you know, like if he did a play about the history of America and, you know, glossed yeah. over the Civil War or something like that, yeah. <clears throat> then I would understand it. But like this play was about the Revolutionary War and the, the, the setting up of the country. And like, you know, slavery was um a part of that and so it was just like you know they it, even the fact i'm like they have people of color playing these roles that, that yeah. are clearly white people so it's just like you can't expect them to you know have some piece in there or, or not a big piece about um you know anti-slavery or whatever so, i thought that you and know. you know it's like when people are being really critical of it i mean i felt like uh, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda. It was an interview I recently saw with him, and he was saying that it's a fair criticism. But he was like, you know, I had, you know, two and a half for you know three hours, just under three hours, to try to convey over six years of a person's life, and and I just was like, you know, I, mm -hmm. so yeah, I couldn't touch on everything, but yeah, it's a fair criticism. And I guess my thing is, is like for people, it's like, oh, how could y'all watch this or support this? when they use in our culture to tell their history, but I'm like, okay, I look at a, a piece of art where every cast member is black and Latino and the music is hip hop. And I just think that's cool. And I think that's a great thing. And in fact, the fact that it's blowing up to be this mm -hmm. cultural phenomenon shows just like, just like when black Panther blew up, it proved that, hey, if, you know, because there's this stigma or there's this myth about Hollywood that black people won't sell or black stories don't sell. And, you know, granted, this isn't like technically a black story, but you have black artists playing these roles that were definitely for mm -hmm. white people and they made it compelling and they made it like entertaining and it's, it's great. So I find a hard time finding fault in it because... I thought it was really good. So it, it's, I don't know, I guess, like, you can be mad about it. I just feel like we're in that thing yeah. where it's like it's easy to get mad about stuff and be like, oh, this is stupid or whatever, as opposed to just looking at the the coolness of it or the story. Because to me, it's like I was telling Shalate even when we watched it, like, if you taught history this way, I feel like more people would like history. Like, mm -hmm. and even though it's not 100% accurate, made you look into yeah. the actual history of it too so it's like oh what really it definitely did that with me where it was, yeah where i was like reading more about hamilton like you know what stuff was true or not and so i think that probably sparked a lot of people to either go out and buy the book that inspired it or do research mm -hmm. of their own about hamilton or you know some other historical figures mm -hmm. yep so 
I enjoyed it. I would give it an yep. A plus. So once again, I want to thank my brother Corey for uh, participating and uh, giving his being a part of the Marvel Cinematic re-review of Iron Man 2 and us even talking about uh, Hamilton uh, since that was one of the big summer movies. Uh, I, <laughs> I, the music that's playing is, in fact, it's funny because when I first finished uh, watching it, this was the song that was absolutely stuck in my head. I mean, it's it, it was like, it, it's so catchy. It's called You'll Be, uh, You'll Be Back. And uh, it's it, it was a scene-stealing song, scene-stealing performance uh, by uh, Jonathan Groff, um, who, who played King George. But it, it, I don't know. It's just something about this song that is so catchy to me. And it's, uh, it's an earworm. It definitely it will be stuck in your uh, head. And uh, I apologize already in advance. At least I like the song. So, hey, at least it's a good song that's stuck in your head and not a terrible song. But it's been stuck in my head, so now I'm infecting the rest of you people with this earworm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, in the next episode for the Zero to 100 podcast, it's going to be what I'm calling part two of my story of buying a house. Uh, I'm going to try to get my wife on so she can share her experience. Because even though like I expressed some of the frustration... Um, before we even closed the closing day itself was crazy and I just want to share that story that will be in the next episode also joining me will be my brother Ricky um, because we'll talk about his experience in terms of he's bought two houses now and I think his uh, his just like Christina there was a difference between his first house and his second um, but we wanted to I wanted to talk about that process with him as well and uh this will be what i'm calling part two of of uh the buying house also in the next episode uh will be the marvel cinematic re-review uh part three continuing on this uh in that one we're gonna review thor my brother ricky will participate in that and um also uh i am incredibly frustrated that the Cowboys did not re-sign Dak Prescott as of the last time I posted this episode or posted an episode uh, me and Aaron had talked about it so I will have him back on and I'll have some other uh, Cowboys fans on so we can discuss our reaction to that even though I was very um, pessimistic in or no optimistic uh, excuse me optimistic in regards to us having a football season there was some doubt starting to creep in, and it's still there uh, with COVID-19 still running rampant in this country. It's uh, a little hard to see if there's going to be football, but I think there is, especially since the NFLPA did uh, agree on some safety protocols for training camp and um, some financial uh, reworkings or the uh, financial plans moving forward and dealing with if the season is uh, suspended or how that's going to work out so fingers crossed i think we will have football so uh we'll see but i'll talk about that uh just wanted to end though with a couple of quick tips and i'll go into even more detail um in regards to tips that you should have if you're purchasing a house but i didn't want to end this episode without sharing some of the things that i learned and, and would definitely do differently going uh, into my second home purchase um 
I would say invest in a real estate attorney. Uh, it's something that me and my wife learned at the very back end of our process uh, when speaking to other people. And um, now if you have a really good realtor, it, it you know, you might not need one, but it's, it's worth the money uh, just in regards to filling out protections and contracts that will really cover you when purchasing houses, especially if you're buying a house from a seller um, where it's a lived-in house or even if it's a newly renovated house like the house that we purchased. It's just certain things, it, it makes sure that certain requirements are done and certain things are completed and that you're covered if it's not. Um, that's just something that we learned and, and uh, I, I wish we had kind of started the process with it, but hey, you live and learn, um, and that's just what something that we learned from going forward. So, but I'll, I'll get into the reason why we even feel that way in the next episode, in what I'm again calling the part two of uh, telling this story of us buying our first home. Uh, I'm still very happy. I'm excited. Like this is like. It's, I've been living in Home Depot and Lowe's uh, for the most part. Uh, I actually learned that Lowe's through Christina has a black CEO, so that's something cool to support. Um, but I, if you want to join the conversation, uh, make sure you email the show 0to100pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0topod at gmail.com. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCWPoet. And uh, I definitely will have that next episode out next weekend. Um, sorry for the delay in terms of getting this one out. It was just a lot going on with moving. Moving sucks. Like, there's no denying it. Like, oh, that's another tip. Uh, especially if you have a ton of stuff. Hire a mover. It's worth it. It is worth every penny. Now, we didn't do that because we didn't have a lot of stuff. And this was, like, like I said probably you know the easiest move i've ever been a part of uh because of the lack of stuff that we had to move but even still it was still a beast and uh, i'll get into that more so in the next episode so make sure you come back and stick around uh, thanks for listening this is the zero to 100 podcast episode 47 we out